Welcome to another episode of the E&E Show, where we talk about equipping and enabling ordinary believers to reach unbelievers and make disciples. Uh, I'm excited about today's topic. We're going to talk specifically about uh, reaching the nations uh, across the street and around the world. And uh, one of the best folks I can think of to speak on this topic is Jeannie Marie, and she is our guest today. Uh, so I want to welcome uh, Jeannie. She is a strategist for a sending agency that recruits, trains, and sends long-term global workers to live in over 50 countries. Uh, she's the author of Across the Street and Around the World, a wonderful book, and she has worked befriending students and refugees. She's lived in the Philippines and India, and now she resides in Phoenix, Arizona with her husband and four kids. So welcome, Jeannie. Thanks for coming on. What else do we need to know about you before we talk? <laughs> well, thanks first for having me. It's an honor. I think um, you can probably find me hiding out on a lake somewhere with a paddleboard if you can't find me. If I'm not on a plane, that's probably all you need to know. All right, so <laughs> and you, I can say like the lake and rivers. Yeah. All right. I do too. I don't get to, I don't get to it uh, often enough. Uh, we live pretty close to a lake and, uh, and I just love it. I get to drive across it every day. So yes. nice. That's well, good. that's pretty much now. Now you guys know me. So all right. Um, well, tell us about your missions experience at home and abroad. So I grew up overseas till I was 18. So I'm one of those third culture kids, but I look fairly normal, right? I don't look too weird. <laughs> and so I grew up, yeah, I actually grew up on the edge of a mountain in a tribe until I was school age. My parents were translating the Bible for uh, tribal groups. And then I grew up in Manila. Yeah, and when I got back to the States, I did not want to live in a tribe, no way. And so I just, decided I didn't I didn't have a role in reaching the nations and then like 10 years later after being in the corporate world and um, having kids and stuff I just found international students and refugees living right by me Iraqis and Indians and Saudi Arabia and I felt like oh I'm home again <laughs> I can actually have cross-college ventures and make an impact like right here what and then as a lot of times happens, you get really involved in this stuff and then you just gotta look beyond, right? So my husband and four kids and us, we quit our jobs when we were 40-ish and we moved everything to an unreached, unengaged people group in India of 10 million. And so now we're back and I'm just mobilizing all over the place, speaking, writing, um, you know, just helping everybody really find their role wherever they live. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people who uh, know what the Great Commission is, uh, you know, for starters, uh, and care about reaching the nations, discipling the nations, but don't really know uh, where to start. I hear that story and think, well, she was able to connect to these people from from all these different places. She was able to connect and, and make friends with people from even unreached peoples uh, without going anywhere. So how do you do that? And if the Great Commission is for every Christian, mm -hmm. and if not every Christian is ready to move to another nation, how do we all obey that command, whether we travel or not? How, how do we even find unreached people in our communities? Yeah, lots in that question. Well, I you can will break say, it down. Yeah, I'll break it down. You know, I think 
most of us think, okay, we all got to go. Well, probably 1% of us are, are really going to go move to another country, learn the language, try to start disciple making movements. I mean, if there was 1% even, that would be amazing. That leaves the rest of us, right? And so for years, I just gave money. I'm like, okay, good. I'm not saying not to give money, but I was not personally invested in it, you know? And I think, I think what happened to me was I thought I need, if I'm going to be really invested in this, like I need a friend that it's a face that, that I, Saudi Arabia, and I have a friend from Saudi Arabia. And I just didn't know that, you know, Arizona state has one of the largest 14,000 students from other countries. I didn't know. And so, yeah, question, how do we, how do we actually get involved with kind of this is I, I just looked up on the internet, some Arabic names. I knew that refugees were coming in. I was pretty proactive. And I also knew that there were international students and I hooked up with some faith-based international student agencies and said, can you just give me a friend? Mm -hmm. So first step is just to find out what's out there, right? And to connect with somebody that is doing things like this and say, can can I tag along with you? Can I, you're going to, you're, I remember the first time where a friend told me, hey, there's people from like China and Tibet and all over the place, like right here in your city, 15 minutes away. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, we're going to a potluck tonight at the Hare Krishna temple. And I'm like, what? You can do that? And yeah. so I literally just tagged along and I went to this place and they're all wearing orange robes and they had shaved mm -hmm. I felt like I was in another country and we had a potluck. And I was like, what? So yeah, I have lots of tips, but I was, the first one is follow people that are doing things. Um, and then I do have uh, 10 ways to make 10 friends from unreached people groups right where you live. It's a free uh -huh. guide that gives you 10 ways. So I can go into one or two of those if you want. Yeah, you please do. And just, just so the viewers know, you can get that uh, on Jeannie's website. Mm -hmm. uh, genie-marie.com we'll put that on the bottom here you can go and grab that so yeah tell us about a couple of those yeah that's free so those are some of the things that I did is I looked up ethnic restaurants or ethnic grocery stores just the other day I was um, recording my course we'll talk about it a little bit later about how to help people survey their area and find areas and I'm like well I gotta go do this now and see what I got and I like oh Lily's grocery store is an aging grocery store so I went the first thing is when you get these ideas, you guys just go do it, go do it tonight, tomorrow. Don't, don't wait. This is simple. Um, I went to the ethnic grocery store, walking down the aisles, right? There's a Filipino aisle. There's an Indian aisle. There's a China aisle. There's, you know, Thailand. So you've got Buddhist, you've got tribal, you've got in uh, Hindu All of the, Buddhist, um, right? yeah, categories right there in one so place. walking down the aisle and I in this guide in my guide I tell you exactly what to say and so I thought well I'm just gonna try it this was literally last week and I I mean I do this all the time but I'm like I gotta make sure this still works yeah and somebody <laughs> a Phil, it was in the Filipino aisle because we were gonna make um some Filipino food and she's in the aisle we're looking and she literally comes up and says she's just a customer hey can I help you can I help you find something and we just have this great conversation. I'm like, what are you cooking for dinner? And so 
a lot of times those conversations can lead to friendships, exchanging Facebook. Um, you can get invited over to their house pretty easily because people, yeah. That's so the best. that's the best. Yeah, uh -huh. it is the best part. Um, another easy one is just look up an ethnic restaurant right where you're at. Look up an ethnic restaurant and go eat there in the middle of the week. And when it's quiet and slow and they're probably a small place and then you just start asking questions about their culture, about their place. And I remember um, we went to an, it was an Indian restaurant in another city. I took some people like, let's go and try that, you know, do stuff like this. I like to do stuff like that, bring people with me. And literally by the end of the meal, they had brought us back into their kitchen to meet all their whole family were the people that were cooking and they're like, and you know, you could come over. And I was like, Oh, I'm leaving the next day. You know, I'm leaving because I don't have time, but my friends can. <laughs> so yeah, things like that. Um, getting involved you guys with international students and refugees. You just call up that faith-based international student place. Say, Hey, I want a friend. They'll get you one. And, and the reality is, isn't this true that uh, most international students who come and study in the U.S. say they were here the whole time, sometimes that's years, and were never invited into an American home? So my daughter is 23. She lives right near our state university, and she just is reaching out to international students. Just she's a job. She's, you know, working and all that kind of stuff. But um, she was telling me the other day her and her friends were in a park and they they saw a Pakistani a Pakistani couple and they went up and they just talked to them for like an hour and at the end the woman was like you know we've been in America for two years and this is the first real conversation that we have had with an American that is so wrong <laughs> yeah, that's, sad. that's sad I mean yes. that's indicting against yes us. and Pakistan second largest Muslim country in the world they're in our country for just a couple years yeah. And now, oh, let me tell you, actually, it was more than a week ago. It was, it was like a month or two ago. And now they've gone to each other's houses and they're totally involved with each other. Yeah. So the, the funny thing about that is to me, you know, we, we kind of fear each other's differences. That's just a human thing. Uh, but I think for a lot of us and maybe even especially Christians, we, we kind of we don't really know where to start. We don't know how to start the conversation. We kind of think maybe I'm going to be offensive like this person's Muslim. I can't just come out and say, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I believe, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus is the only way and you're wrong implicitly. But, um, <laughs> but the reality is people want to be friends. Um, and really a lot of other cultures, and, and I mean, you know, aside from our, um, you know, uh, mainstream uh, culture in the United States, because uh, certainly there's other subcultures here that have uh, a higher value on hospitality, but particularly cultures outside the United States, Latin America, Asia, Africa, they um, highly value hospitality. And when you make that connection, it's very likely they're going to invite you into their home and you uh, you want to host them, but that might not even have to be the first step. Okay. And so you can get invited into that and experience their culture. Uh, but we can learn a lot of stuff that way. Uh, so can you tell us some of the things we can learn about the world outside of our own kind of bubble by making international friends and how can that help yes. us build bridges with other people? That's a great question. I mean, we, if we make friends with people from other cultures, our mind will be open. Our hearts will be open. Our worldview, the way we see the world will change. And it is good. <laughs> it is good because we've got blinders on you guys as Americans, as just 
any culture that we grew up in, this is our thing and this is what we believe. So it, it will definitely open your worldview and it will help you see different things that the world news from a different perspective. So my friend Aisha, in my book, I, I tell a lot of stories about her. And when there was something that would happen in the world news, you know, I would go to her and I'd say, Aisha, what do you think of this? What do you think? And she would give me a completely different take on what was happening than what I was reading in the news or even my strongly yeah. evangelical friends. I'm like, oh, that's why, you know, she's like from Iraq and she's telling me that she sat me down once and gave me the whole history of Iraq. How many, how many nations have come in and, and tried to overtake Iraq and, uh -huh. and run it, you know, yeah, and then try to she, come in and fix things for yes. Yeah. And then she runs, <laughs> takes me all the way back to um, Babylon, which is Iraq, and then the Garden of Eden. She's like, you know, the Garden of Eden is here. <laughs> and I'm like, that, you know, it, it's humbling. We need to be humbled and we need to say, Absolutely. whoa, we're coming in with all this good news and you have the Garden of Eden? <laughs> You know, I, yeah. I just, Talk about where it all began, and we, you know, we like to say, hey, you know, a good gospel presentation starts with the very beginning. Well, if it happened there, uh, there. Yeah, you can say, you can tell. We definitely went through those stories for sure. Yeah, that's a good yeah. connection point, and a and a good uh, a point of humility as well. That's good. Yeah, and you know, I I was just thinking for those of you guys, if you guys are watching watching right now, you can use this as a as a way to get into some of these conversations you can say hey i was listening to this girl she was talking about how we should ask questions about other cultures and we should get to know muslims and you know so i just want to know more about you like literally that's an easy segue into asking questions and um and people love to people love to um talk about their countries and their cultures and yeah so let, let's talk about that fear thing, though. I mentioned that a, a little bit. Um, how many times have you approached someone who is different from you, from a different culture, tried to initiate a friendship that you got just a just a brick wall? No, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to hear anything about you or your Jesus. Yeah, never, never, zero. And here's here's why. It's not because I'm so likable and you know so wonderful. It's not. I already have had lots of rejections from, let's say, Americans trying to share Jesus in ways that were like, I got to just get the gospel out like in two minutes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, mm, brick wall. Um, and I'd already tried the ap apologetic approach with, with these are just regular, you know, Americans that look like me or whatever and didn't work, you know, like. I don't want you to tell me why my my religion is wrong and all the things that are wrong. And I had already, by the time I started making friends with Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists, it already come to the realization that I am not going to disrespect their prophets, their gods, their books, their any their traditions. Like I'm going to come in in a bridging way. I'm not going to yeah. do apologetics. And some people can do that but I don't see it works very often. <laughs> and I had already come to the conclusion that with cross-culturally, um, while I introduce myself as a spiritual person fairly quickly, like everyone wants to be prayed for. Yeah. I've never been, It's there's never been a time where someone has said, no, I don't, because even in the beginning, 
if I'm meeting an international student for the first time or, hey, I know that you're new to this country, can I pray and ask God to bless your time in this country or uh, a refugee? Hey, we just welcomed you from the airport. We're in your apartment now, which you can do that, by the way. You can welcome families from the airport with your kids. Yeah. And I always let's pray and ask God to bless your time here. That kind of thing. Those approaches where I'm praying, I'm not disrespecting them. And um, I'm including the whole family. I'm not using ap apologetic stuff. This is a, a winsome way into their world. Yeah. So what are what are some other easy and winsome ways to offer Jesus to international friends? Yeah. You're talking about my uh masterclass I just yeah. did. <laughs> I love my whole masterclass here. <laughs> I love I'm a big believer in storytelling and and I know and I hope that one of the things you're gonna say is tell stories and what kind of stories we should tell and just what what's why is that approach different why is that a bridge builder and why how is that different from coming at someone with a script or an apologetic approach what's the yeah, power we, of telling we stories we love stories don't we we watch yeah. movies we read books we we are storyteller people all of us and so when we come in telling a story it's something we're used to doing and they're used to hearing. So whether it's a story, which is your own story of how Jesus transformed you, and think when you think about that, don't just think, oh, I was saved 20 hundred years ago. No, what did Jesus, how did he transform you yesterday? Yeah. How did he speak to you? Like, that's powerful. That's a story, a, a story of Jesus. I, I often, before I go to meet international friends, I'll ask, the Lord, what story do you want me to share with them to encourage them? And I'll have that ready and say, you know, I was praying for you and um, I feel like God wanted me to tell you this story and they love it. And then we get to discuss it and then we say, well, how would God want me, how, how would God want us to obey this story? <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like a discovery Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. The, what, what does this, what does this teach us about God? What does this teach us yeah. about mankind and how can we obey this? So it's kind of a, yeah. And so I, we, I tell stories, um, a lot. I'll, I'll tell you one story about one story yeah, <laughs> that we do. told. This was overseas. We were on a survey trip and we were with a bunch of fishermen on the coast. And I haven't told this in a public forum yet. So you get to have a new story. Uh, yeah, then, then all the ones I've told on the other podcasts. So this is fresh. Um, yeah, and we're we're with all these fishermen on the shore. We, we thought, oh, maybe we could live in like a high rise on the, on the ocean if we moved here. No, 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 only the local fishermen live there. And, but they were sorting fish, okay? What story does that bring to mind? Uh-huh. Okay, so the kingdom right of God Gospels, is like yeah. the kingdom of God is like when you're when um, you sort the bad fish, the good fish. And yep. so one of our guys came up with a translator and said, Hey, I have a story. Literally, that's what he said. And of course we're American, so they're gonna listen anyway because we're different. Yes. But he's a good storyteller, and they all stop working, listen to the story. His, this is what the kingdom of God is like, and he takes the fish and throws it, and this, this is a good fish, bad fish, and this is going to happen at the end of time. So at the end of that story, clap, 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 they all go back to work. But one guy in the back 
comes forward because that's what we're doing when we're telling stories. Who's interested? Who's going to bite? Who's who, who wants has to talk ears more? To hear, right? Who wants to talk more? And this can happen with anyone in your sphere of influence. If they're interested, then he came forward. Oh, I liked your story. Come have tea with me. And so we talked more. Um, but that's what happens. It's winsome to tell stories. Yeah. And then praying with people. I don't know if that's what I had said in my masterclass, but praying, praying with people is winsome. Praying for them, with them, in the moment. Anyone can do it. If you're praying with Muslims, you're going to pray how they pray. You're going to say, I want to pray with you. You're not going to put your put their hands on them and be like, you know, okay, bow your heads, close your eyes, right? No. Hindus, can I pray for you? Buddhist, same thing. So, so talk, talk a little bit about why, why that posture is an important thing. Yeah, that's another just so simple, winsome thing to do when introducing Jesus is we need to enter their world. And actually most Hindus, Muslims, and Buddhists, they're either totally secular and they're just saying they are, right? But if they aren't, they're probably praying. They're, they're, they want to follow God. And so we, we need to come in with what they're used to. And also, it's not in the Bible that we have to fold our hands and close our what, is it in there somewhere? Hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> Why oh, no? I've been told that my whole life. <laughs> so when we do this, we are promoting a Christian way to pray, which is not, it's okay to pray that way, but it's totally cultural. So we want to come in um, without some of those Christian culture kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very, very yeah. winsome. And who and who doesn't want the blessing of, of being prayed for? Yeah, and if you're right. watching yeah, this, you ought to put something in the comments. If you agree with this, don't agree. You're like, yeah, I've tried this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, that's right. And what are, what tell, you know, tell a story. Okay. Tell a story yeah. of when you've prayed for someone and what oh. happened. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was something that surprised you and it was positive and uh, encouraged you to do that. Uh, again and again and kind of make that a part of your life. Uh, praying for people. Th- this is something that works cross-culturally uh, and in our own culture. Who doesn't want to be prayed for? Some people might be kind of put off like it's a little bit uncomfortable. Usually when we say, I'll pray for you, it means if I remember when I get home, I'll say a little pray for you and, and not, I'm going to pray for you right now in the moment. Yeah, but that and also so I have believers who say oh they wouldn't they didn't say yes to let me pray for them and part of it was the posture mm-hmm. they came at it you know a little bit not with the right posture but also i don't usually ask i mean i usually just pray because i'm praying in response to something that they told me oh my uncle is sick i'm so worried okay let's pray and ask god for healing for him you know like that awesome. is just a little tip for the christian mm-hmm. people out there that's a good one. And also something that we know that happens is when we pray for other people, we care for them. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, and, and it's good for and our And let the hearts. spirit speak to them. Let God speak to them yeah. is better, better, you know, where I, I have a friend from Saudi Arabia. This, I haven't told anyone this one either. This story came to my mind uh, where she was an international student who was married to a, like a doctoral student who was here. And so we just were friends over a couple of years and we would tell stories back and forth and all that. And when she left to go back to Saudi Arabia, 
I had given her a, a Bible, an NGL that looks like a crown, really beautiful, wrapped in gold bows, you know, and she just received it, kissed it. And, and then she told me, she said, you know, the way that you speak and the way that the words that you, what you have to say, she goes, you can come to Saudi Arabia and you can talk to my family. You can speak with my family this way because they will welcome you. They will accept you and they will accept what you're saying. Wow. And I think part of that is a lot of the um, entering the culture with, uh, with respect and the whole family and using words they use, you know, that kind of stuff. And just praying and telling stories. So it, it really works, you guys. It really, really works. That's awesome. And that's a, that, that's an easy, that's a good starting point. You got to go and find somewhere where you can connect with international people um, and then begin praying for them, have a conversation with them. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this, Jeannie. Once you've made a friendship, um, why is it important to ask someone to study the Bible with you right away? Uh, you know, we, we might think that's kind of something we would do down the road. Once we kind of get a sense for where they are spiritually, what they think about God. But you advise that, that we invite new friends to read the Bible with us right away. Why, why is that? Yeah, I always grew up and, and thought, even a few years working with international students and refugees, like I had to earn the friendship. Yeah. Wait mm -hmm. a year. My first time when I was studying with Aisha, we talk about in the book, you know, I waited a year because yeah. And then people started challenging me. No, no, no. So I started asking immediately and it's, it's great. Yes. People say yes, because I'm not, and this is part of the winsomeness too. I'm not asking them to join my church. I'm not asking them to change my religion, their religion. I'm not asking them to um, dress different or talk different or become an immoral Western Christian. I'm just asking them to follow God together with me reading one of the holy books, which Hindus, they're, they're fine with adding another book. Uh -huh. Buddhists, they're always trying to learn more how to reach, you know, how to reach Nirvana or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Muslims, that's one of their holy books. So yeah, they it, already revere the yeah. Angels. Yeah. So it's easy to ask them, as long as I'm making it very clear, that's all we're doing is reading scripture and then just learning it to follow God together. It's powerful, so powerful. To, to start doing that. I, um, you can do this with anyone. So like even my, I'm just going to say even American Christians <laughs> or people who think they're Christians. Well, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, I, if you look at the stats uh, and studies on biblical literacy, they're not great. Yes. And I feel like if we can do things with Muslims and the Buddhists, we should be able to do them with our regular. So we have, um, neighbors, that definitely reading the Bible with some of them. So a 10 year old, 10 year old Silas, this little story, uh, he was, had a lot of questions about God. And so we would tell the, the Jesus stories and, you know, do that kind of thing. And then finally one day, this was very soon when I saw that he was interested in the Lord. I said, Silas, let's read the Bible together. Do you want to read the Bible with me? Like literally he's 10 years old. Yes. Yes, I do. So I had his mom buy the Bible. This is how we respect the whole family. We text that the mom buys the Bible and he comes over just, just two days ago. He brought his little Bible over. I'm here to read the Bible with Jeannie. <laughs> and he had a question about demons. Are there, are demons real? So we just, that's how we read the Bible together with him. Like just, we just looked up one story of the 
the demoniac and you know where there's a thousand a legion of demons and they go in the pigs over there and he's like you guys it's so much fun to read the bible with people who've never done it before because and muslims well, hindus buddhists well, yeah, they, you know they they kind of appreciate like the, the weirdness of it that to us is just kind of yeah he's like what did those pigs ever what? do wrong why did the why did the demons go in them and they die what did they do <laughs> so yeah and even uh with muslims um hindus buddhist you know my one friend was struggling with anxiety, unforgiveness, questions about God right away. Would you like to read the Bible with me? We can get answers. And then we'll read some, uh, sometimes I'll read at uh, one time I had a, I had a friend named Mariam who I would pray for. Uh, every time I go to the refugee complex, they would say, Oh, Jeannie's here. She can pray for you. And I became like a magic genie, a lamp. And I didn't like that very much. <laughs> I was like, wait, cause God would answer, you know? Um, well, one day she calls me and says, Jeannie, uh, somebody beat up my son on the playground. This is in America. She goes, we came from Iraq to escape this, Mariam. So will you pray for me? Like that was her first response. We pray for her. So I pray for her. I don't even know what I said. And then I'm like, you should call the principal and blah, blah, blah. Well, right away, she calls me back like an hour later. I didn't even do anything. The principal called me and it's all fixed and blah, blah, blah. She goes, how do you have such faith? How do you, I want access to God like this. And right away, we're going to go to scripture, right? Yeah. So I didn't tell her. I said, Mariam, if you study the Bible with me for six times in your home with your husband there, then you will know the answer to this question. And you will be able to go to God, straight to God and Man, have access that's a, to him. That's a great response. Yeah. So we go straight to scripture for answers. But a lot of times it's tied to a need that they have, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did. He met needs. Yeah. and told stories right and invited people in people who he wasn't you know supposed to associate with people who who were were different um and so why wouldn't we model that besides yeah, and, just being know, scared for, too right yeah and for all of you guys listening and you're like oh i could never do that try it with a believer first like right today go to a believer and have a verse in mind just a verse that you want to share and say hey will you read this scripture with me just see what they say just try it. Try it with your kid. Try it with your husband, wife. Like, just just try it. And I remember when I first thought, oh, I can't do this right away. I started just doing it to see the response. And I saw that people were like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll and, do that. And you got practice. And it gave me courage. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It gave me courage and it gave me some practice. Yeah. So speaking of practice and other practical things to do. We, we, we do want to talk resources. Uh, we've mentioned a few of those. Um, you can practice telling stories. You can practice telling your story, sharing the story uh, of the gospel, the whole st telling stories about Jesus, how he's made a difference in your life. Like you said, Jeannie, yesterday. What did Jesus do yesterday? Um, and so International Commission has a resource called the Storytelling with Purpose Toolkit. And you can go on our website and get that. There's some videos. There's some little guides that can guide you through how to strategically pray for people in your neighborhood, spheres of influence, uh, how to begin conversations with them, share the gospel with them in easy ways. Um, so you can go and get that. But one of the important things is to just to do that, to practice it, practice it with someone, you know, practice it with another believer and then make that just part of your habit uh, when you meet people. Uh, Jeannie has some other resources as well. I know uh, you've got some on your website, like the 10 ways um, to meet 
internet to befriend international people um and what other things do you have there what what else can you tell us about and i also want to ask you about the new uh neighbors and nations course yeah so yeah on my website I'll, I, I actually blog weekly with really practical resources. If you want to follow me, you're going to get a lot of stuff like last week was seven movies to watch about India. You know, it's that practical. I'm pretty practical. And the 10 Friends Guide, we've got uh, Grow to Go Test, which is like 50 assessments. Uh-huh. Be like where you're at in discipling and how to grow. Uh, a fun, what kind of global goer are you quiz. So those are all on my website, genie-marie.com. But I love, yes. So I, I've been out there for a couple of years now. My book, my book has been out there across the street and around the world has been out for a couple of years. And what happened was people would do book studies on this too and, and love it. And then they were like, we need more. We need more of you to help us. Cause you tell us to go tell stories and to, you know, pray with people. But I know it's not that easy. I mean, it's not that easy to get yeah. out of the fear and the you need the courage and the you need practical steps and so I created an online digital course recently, the Neighbors of Nations course. I've got 50 students in my first round. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. And it's a paid course that you actually get to go through for eight weeks with me to help find, make, and disciple international friends who live near you. It's self-paced. It's online. You're in a Facebook group with me. Um, and basically my promise in the course is I'm going to take you from not having that many international friends. And I'm telling you what, there are half of the people in this group are, are people like you that already know all this stuff, and but they don't really have that many friends. <laughs> and so yeah, by the end of the to, course, how to, how to put yeah, this it's into just practice? Like, how do you do it? Yeah, so the road. yeah. By the end of the course, they're gonna have as many friends as they want. That's my promise. And then maybe not having that many spiritual conversations to by the end of the course, having as many spiritual conferences as you want. Like I'm giving courage, confidence, practical tips maybe not having much cross-cultural purpose or adventures, like actual adventures, to having as many as you want. So yeah, it's it's on it's on a wait list, but they can go you can okay, go. Okay, so how do they, how can how can they sign up for this? Yeah, so you can go out on geniemarieacademy.com slash waitlist. And okay. it's on my website too. And you just get on the wait list and I'm gonna launch again in the fall, but maybe some independent study versions in the summer. But yeah, we're having a blast and just know that, you know, you you can, if you want to really do this, this group of 50, like, man, they are going for it. They are making friends. They're doing stuff. They're getting in the, yeah. So I'll walk with you. Um, Cause a lot of this stuff is much better done in community. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that a lot of people on this course too, kind of wish they were overseas. I would say most of the people were like, oh, wish I could be overseas, but they're not, they're here. So I'm like, okay, let's do something here. And then you know, someday, someday God might send you overseas, but wow, why not have some practice? <laughs> yeah. So. And then how, how much more prepared will you be uh, if you get that opportunity That's in the right. future? But, but even, even if not, you know, the question that began with was, you know, how can we, how can we disciple the nations uh, without ever going anywhere? Well, there you go. Make friends read the Bible with them, explore God together. And, and he's going to speak through his word. We, we can trust God. We can trust uh, the Holy Spirit to speak to people, to open hearts, to draw people to himself. And we get to play a part in that. And that's awesome. Yes. Uh, you know, if only we will friends, do that. 
and yes. play a part in it and see that that God is doing this. God wants to reach people and he has chosen to use us to do it. What a privilege uh, to, to get to play a part in that and watch him work. Yeah, um, and when you get to tell stories like, hey, I'm going over to my Syrian's friend for dinner dinner tonight, like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, how do I so, do that? Yeah. Well, I'll show you. Make, make that friend, that's my first thing. Most that people, people awesome. that are in my course have maybe one or two friends and they're like, what do I do now? <laughs> and so, but make the friend and that will open up so many doors. That yeah. is awesome. What, what other words of encouragement or, or challenge uh, would you want to give to our viewers today? Yeah, I usually say the phrase and I'll say it again, start small, start soon, start somewhere you already are. Start small, start soon, start somewhere you already are. And then my second thing that I just, it's just a mantra for me and it's been true in my own life is that it takes a thousand small steps of yes in an intentional direction, small steps. Not the big yes, hey, I'm gonna go do this big thing. It's a small step. Oh, I'm gonna go say hello to that person. Oh, I'm gonna go make a friend. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna pray with them. You know, the small steps in intentional direction. And by the end of that, not the end, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. God will be with you. He's with you. Jesus is with you. The spirit is in you. He speaks through you. It's not all on you. And so with Jesus with us, it's so possible to have cross-cultural purpose, adventure, and find your role in reaching the nations. Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for that and for, for all that you've shared with us in this conversation. It has been really encouraging and challenging. Uh, and so to our viewers, uh, you've been equipped, you've been enabled, uh, you know where to start. So go and tell somebody about Jesus. Yeah, and here's to India. <laughs> when you can, and when you can go to India again, you'll know, plane and do it. That's Bless right. Bless you all. All right, y'all have a blessed day.